Beast tie. Hi, we're back. Indeed we are. We are Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I am Condra. And I, my name, is Tyler. And collectively, we are the Amateur Nerds. Amateur Nerds, unite! It's not got quite the ring as Wonder Twin Powers. I was thinking Avengers Assemble. Oh. Okay. Anyway, Justice League, come together. (laughs) (laughs) So today we are talking about Minute 4 of High School Musical 2. Minute 4 starts out with Sharpay saying she's free to shop till she drops and ends with basketball dancing in the hall slash the dance break. Classic dance break. Classic dance break. With basketballs to boot. They're going to boot these basketballs? They could. They could boot them. They should reboot them like they're computers anyway. I'm just saying words. Um, Speaking of words, there's this word that Sharpay says, shopping. Why is girl equal shopping? I don't know why, first of all. I think it has to do with the patriarchy. I oh, mean, yes. almost everything does. So, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it ties also into the class elements of this movie that we'll explore and that she comes from a wealthy family and she doesn't have to do summer school. So, what else is there but shopping for her because she's wealthy and white and (laughs) yeah uh, privileged for one thing it's okay for shopping to be like a hobby like it's okay if that's something you look forward to doing but it's not something perhaps that you should be doing every day until you drop although i will say shopping till you drop probably not as hard as it sounds shopping is pretty tiring i i'm done like after an hour i'm like nope please go home yeah, so she's getting a workout when she's shopping. Like, All right, let's be honest. Is she carrying all of her bags? Is she actually okay, picking the stuff out? Or is she pointing and being like, this, I want this? Because I'm imagining like the lady in uh, Fantasia 2000, the Rhapsody in Blue sequence, where her, her husband is carrying around all the stuff for her dog. Okay. And like he tumbles and falls. Okay. But she's I see, like, I see got the mean. one little bag. Sharpay has privileges that allow her to shop even longer than she's got performance enhancing shopping stuff. Or I guess Pretty Woman has that as well. I've never, I, I've just seen part of it recently. So plus, like, she might even have things like tailored for her, not not tailored the other character. Um, but like, she's not trying everything on custom, like constantly. Yeah. She's just saying, like, I want that. Give me it in my size. <laughs> yeah. Custom designs for Sharpay Evans. Um, but Sharpay's talking about shopping. Shopping Sharpay. Shopping Sharpay. Um, it's just a little vocal warm-up I like to do. But Ryan says that he'll miss people. After he says it's an education vacation, which is a great. <laughs> I love that. And also they're partying. The party never has to stop. Yeah. As usual, we get the kind of Sharpay-Ryan harmonies that are very tight and playful. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was worth noting that Sharpay's like, I can't wait to shop all the time. And Ryan's like, but I'll, I'll miss all my friends. Yeah. 
Sharpay's like, I got things to do, people to, like, things to, sh- to purchase. We'll see you soon. And then Ryan's like, I'm really going to miss you all. <laughs> Ryan, yet again, being the better person of the two Evanses and being like, y'all, I can tone my sister down for you. We are going to miss you. Yeah. Although she does, Sharpay does say goodbye to you and you. And you. And you. And you? Nope. Uh. <laughs> Only four U's. <laughs> That's two W's. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> they're walking around the school and like like they're celebrities. Like, red like literally car- there's paparazzi. There's, there's literally red carpet and ropes. They have to move <laughs> a rope for them to walk through. It's bananas. And it's another thing is like, well, is this is this heightened realism? Like, to what extent are we... Yet again, we don't know. Is this real or <laughs> is this fantasy? And and are we jumping into Sharpay's head? Is this what she feels like? Or is this what... I mean, the... Zeke swoons. That yeah. could be real. Yeah. We don't know. It's been four months. We don't know where they are. He's so let's still... talk about Zeke then. Yeah. So we see Zeke kind of poking his head behind as she's walking down the hall. And we're like, oh, is Zeke going to get any attention? Is is anything going to happen? And then she grabs his yearbook, signs it, and then kisses it. And he swoons. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where we see our other Twinkle Town. Oh, did she sign a- the page that... She signs the Twinkle Town page. Fun. I like that. Yeah. Um, I... I don't know if you feel this way, but like big like lipstick stains, they like creep me out. Like they're I don't gross. Like yeah, they're gross. Yeah. Also, they're impossible. It it's ridiculously hard to actually get lipstick to stain. Not I've never worn any, but lipstick stains. Like that song. On the front lobe of my left side brain. Yeah, whatever. I guess like yeah, you would have to like cake a lot of lipstick onto your lips. And, it's, and, then, and then it would be super uncomfortable. Yeah. And then you hope it... Well, like, most modern lipsticks, too, involve, like, a sealer or a gloss layer on top of it, so it doesn't rub off on everything. Like, you don't want lipstick to do that. That's the point of yeah. it. So Yeah, because you don't, don't want to be, like, consuming it every time you, like, eat or drink something, either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, mouths in general are pretty gross to me. So, I mean, mouths are gross. Lipstick is just like an extra step that people have added. Again, the patriarchy. So Um, you're allowed to wear lipstick if that makes you feel happy. Um, Yeah. No, we're not saying (laughs) people shouldn't wear lipstick. It's just don't feel the pressure to. Yeah. Don't kiss people's yearbooks, though. That's that's weird. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, don't do that. So we get this kind of shot of Sharpay and Ryan going through the hallway, and then it fun. There's a fun edit where the cheerleaders and Corbin is like Chad. Um, <laughs> Although well, it is very Corbin there. Yeah, less, yeah. When Corbin the, and Chad are the same. Yeah. So there's this sort of like reveal where the cheerleaders like spread their arms out, and then boom, Chad jumps out, and it's like whoa, fun dance Chad number. And yet again. He delivers. He He's doing his routine. He's good dancer. He's yeah. got some moves that are very similar to what he did in the finale We're all of in this the together. movie. Yeah, there's that sort of like arms behind the back, behind the back legs wide, bending. like wiggle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this is also where the song goes up a half step, as far mm-hmm. as I can tell. 
And yeah. so it like really escalates that sort of excitement. If you don't know what I'm talking about, think about like the Beyonce song Love on Top. Like at the end, it just like the same part repeating and it just keeps going up a half step, up a half step. And like in that song specifically, like it gets like really exciting because every time it goes up a half step, it like just notches up the tension like. And so that's what's happening here is like, oh, we're even more excited that summer is because the song's going up. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great example of half steps, and it really does um, escalate it. And I think having this dance mode, it's calmer than everything else we've seen. Like, there's less people, all the, except for Troy and Gabriella in the classroom. But there's something focused about this little dance bit. And I think it's Kenny like quality Ortega versus is, quantity. Yeah, I think Kenny Ortega just like new okay let's get one of our best dancers let's get some really sharp choreography and let's just have this moment for for chad that we really didn't get in the first one either so i think this is kind of capital like this is now post jump in so corbin blue has done stuff on his own now yeah and he's clearly one of the more talented dancers of the group let's put that to use yeah and he does this cute little hair ruffle yeah. Which I like. We talked about this a bit in the first one that um, especially right around when the 15th anniversary happened for High School Musical 1, um, how the stylists were not good with black hair. And it, it's a moment of like small joy and yeah. celebration, which I, I don't know if I would have thought of it in the same way had I not had that like past discussion on here yeah. about he's got hair. nice hair he does impeccable no one can pick it that's what impeccable means right yeah okay we then slow it down a little where troy and gabriella are slinking down the uh stairwell that potentially gabriella was uh singing down in the last movie yeah that's what i was gonna say is this the same song as um is this the same stairwell as hopelessly devoted to you Slash, um, what was it called in, in this minute? We had a whole thing where we didn't know what it was called. When there was me and you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm too busy laughing to tell you the right answer. Um, yeah, when there was me and you. It could be, or it could be alluding to it in the way, like, we got that illusion. So instead of her being alone, she's with Troy yeah. now. Yeah. It's definitely a motif. Yeah. From the first movie. And did you notice Troy though is walking backwards down the stairs, which is impressive. Yeah, he he's got his eyes fixed on Gabriella, and they're like, celebrating not waking up at six a.m. That that line I liked. I was like, oh oh, the writers like had something actually about school that wasn't just like basic um, flat sort of cliches. But here's where my other anticipation comes in. Now their time is all their own. Oh, boy. It, it reminds me of a line from Lion King 2. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm, You know, I was on the exact same page. I'm sure all of our listeners were. Like, we're just thinking Lion King 2 the whole time. Well. <sighs> I know of Lion King 2. It's like a, it's like a Romeo and Romeo Juliet. Juliet. Well, the, the Romeo lion is like, let's run off and make a pride all our own with implications. <laughs> <laughs> and well, the, the phrase make a pride is definitely 
more <laughs> implicative, if that's a word. Well, um, so this one is not as explicit, but they're definitely like that anticipation. It this song is very summer nights in in some respects. Like it, Troy and Gabriella are are two horny teens. Yeah, it, the song gets a little horny, and then. <laughs> They walk off screen, and then Ryan and Sharpay walk onto screen. So you're like, "What emotion are we having?" I'm confused. Ryan and Sharpay are done with it. They say yeah. enough already. Yeah, um, Lucas Graybeal's face acting Delightful. when when they when they kind of slam the door behind them, and they're like, "We're finally free of the paparazzi." He makes a weird face choice there, but he it's does. Fun. Yeah, no, they they definitely. It, it gets to that, is this real or is this fantasy bit, though? Because if it's real, yeah, I might make a weird face, too, because it's like, what the heck was that? They weren't, <laughs> oh, I miss, so, all right, brace yourself, because I really am proud of this note. They're getting all, right, all of this attention and paparazzi, and she wasn't even the star of the winter musical. <laughs> They get a red carpet, and she was an understudy. I mean, I think it's fair to say that Sharpay has continued to be popular in school throughout the rest of the year. Yeah. It's not like it's not like the rent, you know, in holes. Yeah. You know how they, they stand in the water line to get water in holes based on how important they are to the group? Yep. It's not like Sharpay was like, deemed back. not cool anymore because she wasn't the, the lead like, of the musical that one time. They had in the yearbook her and Ryan's audition. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an iconic performance. It was. I'll give you that. But like, I don't know. It just, it doesn't fully make sense to me why this is, like, why... It's gotta be an enhanced fantasy kind of thing, or a, a, like a skewed reality, just because it's so implausible. You know, in the last movie, maybe we assumed that Sharpay and Ryan's parents were like well off, like maybe millionaires, but didn't have that much, like weren't that rich because they still go to public school. But maybe they're like very rich. Maybe they're like billionaires. And so these children are indeed like famous in their own right. Like the paparazzi are literally following them around. But these were definitely classmates who wanted them to sign their yearbooks. (laughs) Or were they undercover paparazzi posing (sighs) as high schoolers with yearbooks so they could get their signatures and sell it for millions online? So is there like a never been kissed plot happening in the background of High School Musical? Oh, God, I hope not. Never Been Kissed has some problems. I, I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> I want, I want like, um, a high school movie universe where they all take place at the same school. There's got to be a sketch of that somewhere. Uh, yeah, I mean, not another teen movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, I just thought of something that was a very obvious idea and just had to regurgitate yeah, it. <laughs> absolutely. So oh. then... Oh, go ahead. So the the geography of the building doesn't make sense with Troy and Gabriella going down the stairs, Ryan and Sharpay coming up the stairs. And it's just like a choreography excuse to have some people leave, some people come. But it doesn't super matter. I mean, when has this school ever made sense? (laughs) 
like emotionally or um, again, geographically? Geographically. <laughs> okay. He runs through a garage to get to the auditorium. Because <laughs> <laughs> again, I guess I'll repeat, emotionally, the school doesn't make sense either. They're high schoolers. There's a lot going on in their poor little brains. Uh, so we cut to the scene of the dance break with dance everyone break. in the hallway with basketballs. Now, this isn't just the basketball this is... team this time. Well, yes and no. So I was looking through the dancers. They're mostly the basketball boys. I recognize the choreographer from the last movie, uh, Chad Zeker there, one of the other taller presumably centers um is there but there's also um an, a potential young woman in the in the midst of those boys and there's some there's just more white boys in this crowd i for some reason i was remembering like that like gabriella or taylor might be in nope. this okay nope. never mind did you notice that they're all wearing like jeans except for one mm-hmm. uh, they're all wearing like jeans and long pants and I was just thinking, like, I, I guess I don't know what it's like in Arizona or whatever where they are. In the summertime, it's 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 a bazillion degrees out. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Well, they're th- in Utah, but yeah. Yeah, no, summertime in Albuquerque is heckin' hot. Yeah, I, I know as a thing that teenage boys like to wear shorts all of the time. They never like to wear pants. They make it a thing to wear shorts for as much of the year as possible. Even when it's snowing out. Yeah, so the idea that they're wearing pants when it's 100 degrees out seems odd to me. It's also kind of surprising, I'm looking at the group again, there's only two people that are kind of dressed wildcatty. There's one that's got a wildcat shirt and the other one, the, the choreographer's got the jacket on still. And Jason is wearing red, but like, they're less wildcatty than normal. Maybe because yeah. it's off season. Yeah, well, and I guess this is what we were talking about several minutes ago when it's like, well, they've changed the color palette of the movie now. So Yeah. I like there's a sign on the wall right next to the treasurer's office. Uh, it says student lunch, 1130 to 1 p.m. So you can get lunch at 1130. That's Not a, that's 10 a.m. Lot, the way. Not a lot of lunch Yeah. Well, I mean, I assume it's everyone, not like they don't seem to break it up different periods yeah yeah so maybe that's why they had so much time in the middle of the day to do practice and have lunch yeah i again i this school doesn't make sense emotionally geographically um logistically logistically time time timely chronologically chronologically (laughs) chronologically just (laughs) makes it sound like (laughs) the school happened in the wrong order like they had class and then they built the classroom who knows they may (laughs) time travel school time travel school we had a we had a time travel decom where they like went back in time to like be cooler than they were yeah the time uh what was that time jumpers that was the bullying one something like that yeah but but a time travel school could Mm -hmm. could be interesting where they like teach you like these are the rules of time travel it's like sky high but time travelers Anyway, like you, you were going to do a segue. I was going to do a segue. Well, <laughs> speaking of a Disney Channel original movie, let's move into our DCOM of the Week segment. 
So this week we're not doing a Mad Lib because I'm not as creative creative as Tyler. No, stop it. You are. I I can't write a Mad Lib in my brain state. But what what, what I state can is your brain pu- in? <laughs> not the Ohio? one I'm living in. <laughs> <laughs> you have but an idea though. I have an idea. So I was thinking about some DCOMs and how they can be kind of similar sometimes. But that similarity also would make for an excellent crossover. So we've seen Stitch and Kim Possible crossover. We've seen the Even Stevens and Lizzie McGuire crossover. We had the sweet life of that so the Hannah, Hannah Montana. Montana. Now, let's figure out. I'm going to say this is set a few years down the way. Not like Parent Trap 2, where it's the next generation. Although, I think this that might be fun for this one, so I want to hear your thoughts. All right. Just but say I the wanna, idea. I want to cross over Luck of the Irish and <laughs> the 13th year. <laughs> okay, so for those of you who don't know, we covered the 13th year on last season. It's a movie and- about a teenager who turns 13 and discovers that he's a merman maid. she's a she's a she's part mermaid or was it what was a young boy was a that's right no it was a young boy that's right yeah um yeah and then luck of the irish we never covered because we know too much about it but basically a young man discovers he's part leprechaun yeah his mom's a leprechaun and something <laughs> there's drama where they have the, to find a pot of gold and or the ma- like, it, it's a timed kind of thing where magic will turn him into something. Yeah, and there's and like it, a guy that chases leprechauns or whatever. Like, yeah, and the thirteenth year is this very similar vibes, but mermaid. Supernatural coming of age movies. Okay. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So do we have the do we have the names of the main characters from each at, at the very least? So the characters first names we've got Kyle. Uh, Kyle Johnson's the leprechaun and Cody I guess it doesn't matter all that much uh, <laughs> Cody, Cody, is the Cody Griffin is the mermaid yep so right. uh, Cody's adopted Kyle has a lucky coin from his mother that he doesn't know basically and he loses the coin and that's how he finds out he's a mermaid or a okay. leprechaun okay. not a mermaid <laughs> so um, but but what if Cody had the lucky coin. He's a leprechaun so he's, mermaid. He a leprechaun and a mermaid. All right, so I think we can work together on this. I don't think. All right, I have another idea too. I like that idea where you're going, but I also want to throw out. Let's take the rough timeline of Parent Trap Two and have them be the adults, and their kids are the ones finding out. They are also okay. Okay, but they're so like, instead of like Cody and Kyle meeting when they're like sixteen, and it's been like a couple years, they've gotten used to their powers or whatever. It's been twenty five years or whatever, and they have kids of their own that are just becoming. Okay. That's an option. We don't have to go there. I do like the idea of Cody being a leprechaun mermaid. I like that idea a lot. I'm not gonna lie. Well, we can have one of their kids be a leprechaun mermaid. We can have one of their. They could start dating and like give that as a lucky charm, like a lucky token of like a token <laughs> you can of say your lucky affection. Charm. 
It's an appropriate <laughs> reference. So, okay. Do you, do you like this, this avenue? Wait, wait, say again. What Was there a MacGuffin for Cody or no? So, no. Cody and Kyle are like, begrudging neighbors they're like oh that weirdo that likes to swim and oh that basket like whatever we'll keep the stereotypes of their their Wait, y- kyle youth. plays basketball too yeah kyle plays basketball that's why it's bad th- deal that he becomes a leprechaun okay is there a MacGuffin for the mermaid people or is it just when they turn 13 uh it's just when they turn 13 and they can't touch the water or they start turning into a mermaid okay so it's h2o just add water rules yeah and the leprechaun people are able to be adult height as long as they have their lucky coin. I they guess. can choose to be whatever height. Let's go with that. I think that's the rough plot. Okay. I'm sorry for forgetting all the details, folks. We're just trying to make this fun here. So, so, <laughs> no, so I like yeah, I the, like their begrudging neighbors that have kids of their own. Cody's got like a a young daughter. What what if no, okay, here's they're <gasps> are not we gonna neighbors. make gays? No. <laughs> No, they're not neighbors. Cody or Kyle has adopted Cody's kid and Cody has gone off to sea with the other mermaids like his mom had done. Yo, I like that idea. Even though Cody was also adopted and I feel like he would not put his own child up for adoption because there's that cyclical nature of adopted children being more possessive about their families. But we'll ignore that. I thought Cody lived with his dad but never knew his mom. No. Cody was adopted. Okay, so I okay, so That's I understand. Kyle, Kyle never knew his mom. Okay, sure. <laughs> we should have watched these movies, <laughs> or just the plot. <laughs> okay, so then we don't need to do that, or I guess we could do that. Cody, did Cody gets lost. adopt Kyle's child? Well, because I was trying to reproduce the um, the thing where the mermaid has been out to sea this whole time. Oh, okay. Then we can go with that. I don't think that's a bad idea. I just, yeah, Cody can go off and be a mer person in the in the ocean. Maybe he got trapped out in the ocean. That's why he never mm. came back. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. There were some poachers. <gasps> Little red. So we have Kyle Johnson. Yep. And he is an adult leprechaun. Is he a professional basketball player now? No, I think he's a school coach. He's a school coach. He is but, Troy's dadding it here. Okay, has he? What? So he's lucky though. Has, has does he place all the right bets? So they don't need to like he doesn't need to have a fancy job because he knows he can just bet on racehorses or football games, Super Bowl fun Super Bowl statistics. And he knows he'll win those. I think he keeps his luck kind of quiet, though. Maybe he doesn't, like, get too show-off-y. Like, he still has this kind of normal, quote-unquote. he, like, a Wall Street guy? Like He could be a Wall Street guy. Or he could have just, like... distant. He made investments a while ago, and they all worked out really well. So he does the job he wants now. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, And so he's got his kid, his Mm -hmm. biological kid, who's... Going to be a leprechaun mm-hmm. also. And then his adopted kid who turns 13 and... D- maybe they don't know they're adopted. Yeah, 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 for sure. And all of a sudden it's like, I tried to take a bath. Or no, I think it has to be ocean water, so <laughs> I don't think that'll work. Oh no, I accidentally touched the pasta water that had salt in it. 
That's not what makes ocean water ocean water, Tyler. Come on. What? Salt water? It, there's more to it than just salt. Okay, biomes or whatever. Okay, so yeah, Kyle gets to have this fun thing where he's like, well, I, this is not the conversation I thought I, would, <laughs> I was going to be having one of these days. So that's fun. Yeah. And we're, we're getting the old actors back, by the way, because oh, at this oh, point 100%. it has been like 20 years. <laughs> yeah. And so the kid starts like, is it like, this might have been our fan version of the like magic school guy where like the older sibling knew that they were magic and then the younger one didn't and they were hiding it from oh no that was definitely a fan version <laughs> no i think i think the 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 mermaid kid mm-hmm. um finds out that they're a mermaid but the leprechaun doesn't know about the leprechaun Lepre- okay kyle's kyle's been kind of like putting it off it's like a reverse santa claus okay all right um He's like he doesn't know how to break it to them. Yeah, and, and he doesn't want and he doesn't want to he doesn't want to make the adopted kid feel bad mm-hmm. by saying that their their brother or sister or sibling is magic. So he's trying to keep it on the DL. But now it comes out like maybe they take a trip to the beach. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's like, oh my god, I have mer people legs. Yeah, fins. And Kyle's like, well, we need to be quiet about this. And then the other, and then the other sibling who is who will be a leprechaun is jealous, and then that's like the that's like your act that's one the, thing. Yeah, but the the mermaid child starts digging in. Okay, who am I? Re- like they sit down and like, okay, you're actually adopted, kind of thing. And so they start digging in, and they're like, you're not my real dad, and run away to find their lost parent and discover that their parent has been lost at sea. When they run away, do they take the the magic coin with them? They take the magic coin with them. Does and does the does the parent say? Does Kyle say you'll need this for luck to find to find no, your parents? No, I don't think Kyle approves of him running the the child running away. Okay, but maybe but maybe, maybe the maybe it's maybe like the a kid Mulan. knows about Dad's lucky coin. Yeah, and it's like a Mulan thing, and they take it and leave like a symbol, like a little trinket thing in its place okay so we should come up with names for these characters so the the mermaid kid is saul uh, what saul saul yeah okay saul it's like selkie it's like a form of selkie not really but it'll it's there in my brain that way i believe you and then the older sibling is patty great um (laughs) patty and saul patty and saul and so Patty... Does Patty follow them to help? Even though they're jealous, they're like, that's my sibling and run with them? That's a good direction. I was going to say, like, Patty also... I guess Patty wants the coin back. Mm-hmm. Patty's like, I deserve that coin. That coin's mine. And then Kyle isn't really in the movie anymore yep. because it's about the kids now. Mm-hmm. Um, and may- maybe it, if... The, was there a mermaid hunter in the thirteenth yes. year? So I now think maybe so. the, the mermaid hunter is sort of like after them too. I don't. I don't, I don't well, remember I don't if there was like an know. evil. No, they're they're going because to the, when they were at the mermaid beach. hunter's lair. Okay. Oh, oh, to, oh, to the mermaid hunter's lair. Lair to get Cody back. To to get they f- Cody back. Yes, or to get information about where Cody might be. Yeah. Because Cody's actually in like a double secret layer in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. 
Okay. So they need to hire a boat while hiding but, that Saul is part mermaid. But the poacher had spotted them at the beach, so he knows they're coming. Mm-hmm. And so it's like extra level of intrigue, but something lucky happens with the coin. Do they encounter like a motherly human that helps them get They have to encounter like a third type of magical being at this point. A fairy. Yeah. A fair they encounter a fairy. A fae? Yeah. They could encounter yeah. a fae. Or a dragon. A fae works because it's a sort of like folk mythological type mm-hmm. creature. A, a sprite of some sort. Yeah. And the the fae helps them escape the um the clutches of the poacher. Yeah, and they get out on a boat, and then when they're on the boat, they realize they need to work together mm-hmm. um, because one of them on their own can't do it. They finally make it out, and they find the dad, Cody. Cody. And that's and then right at the very end, they're in a tight spot, and that's when Kyle jumps in. He spent like all of his resources that that made him rich back in the day to find his kids. And it's like a it's like a Deus Ex Machina, but he, like when he shows up, then he will like when he slides down the rope from the helicopter, he's small because he, he didn't have the coin to yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they all go home together, and they're one big fam, one big magical family. And the Fey comes around for parties and on weekends. Yeah, I was gonna say, is the Fey secretly like a relative of theirs? Or like I think a maybe fairy like that weird, like a neighbor like, type that's kind of, oh, I didn't realize they were something special too. And they've been hiding it to watch them. Like they've suspected. Oh, maybe it's like the secret like magic, like the magic like, school. There's no, there's not magic police, but there's like magical guardians who like keep an eye on things. And because they knew this was kind of like a boiling pot of like a family that they had someone keeping an eye on them. And we, so, we find out there's an extended universe of this is all part of a big oh, EU. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Then there's a sequel where a kid becomes a, a Yeti, a Bigfoot. I was trying to think. I was like, what mythical creature is going to have the eye patch? Oh, oh, of their Avengers? Of their Avengers. Well, who's, who's the Nick Fury of, myth- of folk creatures? <laughs> a chupacabra? <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just stop while we're ahead. <laughs> I do like the sound of this. I mean, it's a bit of a hot mess, but we stitched together two movies that were seemingly disparate and made it into some sense of a, of a film I, that's not too far off than other things that are on the Disney Channel, folks. We gave it a three-act structure. We're, yeah. we're good. All right, Condor, where can people find us on the internet? People can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email to amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know if you have any ideas for how to improve this segment. Oh, boy. Me to prep it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. And our musician, composer, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler, and we'll catch you for even more of the song. It's, it's a long song. We'll talk about this. You can bet on it. <laughs>